Let's go. What is this? What is up, LED Nation? Welcome to LED Week 4. Week 3 brought a lot of tears to the league, especially to our steam commish, who took his first loss and had his main squeeze, CMC, go down. And he's too sad to join us on the podcast today. So hopefully we'll send some kind words his way towards the end of the episode. But in other news, we had Josh Allen with a huge bounce back game, putting up the most fantasy points in week three. And Derek Henry, holy cow, I'm mistaken. I thought he was going to slide a bit, but he did not. He put up some major points. And with, let's meet our panelists for this week. We got the normal crew and how are you feeling about your boy, Trey Sermon? Well, I can't wait for him to get in there. I thought the Niners were going to throw him in there second half. Uh, Jimmy did come back out. He played a phenomenal second half, but uh, he did get the touchdown. Uh, I can't wait for him to come out, but it looks like it's going to be a while. Are you worried at all that Usyk got a lot of the, the snaps too? I was reading some stat about him getting a lot of the snap share. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly looks like Sermon doesn't look like, uh, you know, he looks kind of lost out there. Um, they don't trust him. Uh, doesn't seem like he fits this uh, Shanahan style running. I mean, it could have been his first game, too. I mean, give the, you know, he's a rookie, um, but it's not it's not what you want to see. Um, he was very, very hyped up and uh, I got a lot of capital in him and uh, I'm a little concerned. All right. Well, let's move on to our next panelist. we got the B-leaguer, the goat of the B-league, Fernando I'm loving, I had you text me your team. I'm loving your Brady Godwin stack, but how are you feeling, feeling about Robert Woods and his lack of production? See, Robert Woods, I think he's like fourth on the depth chart. Um, hopefully, because <laughs> yeah. I know this is his last contract year, and hopefully uh, maybe he might see the trade somewhere else because uh, like Higby, you know, Deshaun Jackson just took his reps, and then uh, the, the the other receiver, um, what's his name? The, the, the number one, the one that's catching all the balls right now? Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup, yeah, and they're all taking his reps. So he only blew up the first week, but, you know, I still keep it on my flexes. I'm just – I'm sticking with him because I'm afraid if I take him out, he's just going to – he's going to have 30 points one game, and I'm like, shit, that, that just happened to me. So I'm rolling with the punches. All right. And now and we got the professor in the house. Armand, are you in the pits? i try to think of a better pun. But are you in the pits with your draft pick of Kyle Pitts? A little concern there? Uh. No, I mean, I'm honestly happy to to see him out there and, and catching balls and catching balls, you know, when the team really needs him to, like late in the last game, he was quiet most of the game, but then when they really needed those first downs to to get, get in range, they threw it to him. So that sort of trust, I think, is a good sign. So, I, you know, he, and he's not, you know, getting donuts every week or something right now. So for a tight end, he's already serviceable and... I think he's got a, a ton of upside still, but you know, I've still got a few other tight ends on the bench that I might have to start over him uh, before too long. If he doesn't start getting some touchdowns, you know? Wow. That's a, that's breaking news right there. Ooh. All right. And we got the rookie, John, John, who gets the nookie again, trying to try my best to get some funds here. John starting off hot three and O. John, I got to ask you, man, is there a rivalry with the, with you and Dirty Mike about like, hey, who's the best rookie of the season? You know, <laughs> we were actually in the B-League together. So I was actually on the podcast, uh, I think my second year in the B-League, and I called Mike out. <laughs> and he's definitely played me tough ever since I said anything. Um, we have had some great matchups in the past. Uh, I think we even uh, bumped each other uh, for playoff contention, both to go on and be in the championships. 
you know, we're both competing in the A-League as rookies, and we just happen to both be in at the same time. So let's just say we had a great draft class, and I'm wishing them luck on a Week 11 uh, pivotal matchup, I'm sure. John, do you know that Derrick Henry has more receptions than Alvin Kamara this season? No, I didn't know that, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. All right, fellas. You guys ready to get to the Around the Horse segment? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's get the music going. Yeah, I love it. This music pumps me up. All right, let's kick it off with the A-League in week three recap. Armand picks up his first win of the season, putting up a league-high 158 points, beating the commish, who got and getting 32 points from Mike Williams. Armand, I'll let you lead it off. Kyle Pitt has yet to live up to his rookie hype. Are you still a believer? I mean, I just talked about this, so yes, I, I am. I think he's, again, like I said, there's there's clearly trust in him uh, on that offense. So they, you know, when they have more opportunity, hopefully, to actually be in the red zone, they'll start throwing the ball to him, and I think that's what's going to make the difference uh, later in the season. And I know you were hyping Kyle Pitts up, and especially the draft pick when Armand made him. What are you thinking right now about Kyle Pitts? I mean, I, I still think he's a unicorn. I mean, oh. You kind of expect almost all rookie wide receivers to come out of the gate slow. And, I mean, I I don't really consider him a tight end. I kind of consider him a receiver. Um, So, this he's on par, just like he's talking about. Um, You know, Atlanta hasn't really got anything going either, but he's in there for the uh, target share, and I think he's just fine. Yeah. John, are you worried at all? I thought Atlanta was going to be looking a lot better than they are right now, but you worry about the Atlanta offense at all? Of course. I mean, the last few years, you could see, you could just see it coming in their games. You know, they, they put up a lot of garbage time points, which, you know, means their team isn't very good when they're actually in the game, uh, which I think is the reason why, you know, there, there's other players out there than Pitts that have way more production. Ertz, Conklin, Knox, these are all guys mm-hmm. that have more points than him and came with a cheaper price tag. I think if you're going to get um, what you pay for, you're going to want to be on a better team than Atlanta and their and their struggles right now. And like Anthony said, I agree. I haven't seen a rookie tight end come out and just be elite right away. So, you know, for Armand, I think this is a good one to hold on to for next year. Fernando, I don't know how it's like in the B League, but in the A League, we go crazy for rookies. You kind of concerned with a lot of the rookies not really living up to their hype, especially the QBs this year. Yeah, yeah, all the all the rookies, quarterbacks are are not living up to their potential. Uh, I think I know uh, what do you call that? Uh, Trey Lance is uh, waiting in the wing. I think Kyle knows what he's doing because he doesn't want to rush him out there. He, he does put him on plays for in the red zone, but yeah, all the all the quarterbacks are struggling at the moment as rookies. So yeah, everyone's gonna have their hiccups. So you know, just game by game, they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn their you know their what they can get improve on during the game. Just keep going, you know. Yeah, I love it. All right, let's move on to the next topic. John, a.k.a. Hertz Locker, has the freshman vibes now 3-0 and along with Dougie Doug, who ousted IDP lover Steven. Naheem Hines has outscored, John. I don't know if you know this. Jonathan Taylor, 30-28. to I know there were some things with them, but are you concerned with Jonathan Taylor's production the rest of the way? And should we just go with a zero RB strategy? What do you say, John? You know what? I knew that because I played Naheem last week uh, you and I yes yeah so um, I'm actually more concerned about him staying healthy Um, as long as he's healthy 
just like last year, he kind of, you know, he got better toting the ball later in the year as it got colder, they stopped throwing less. Mm. Um, you know, if you look, where's Marlon Mack? You know, they gave up the 44th and the 160 pick to pick him up 41st overall. So they went out and got him specifically. Um, Naeem Hines catches the ball. If you took that away, it's all Jonathan Taylor. So I think moving forward, um, I'm not worried at all. And, you know, having an RB1 is the most important thing. You don't have to have two studs like I did because Jonathan Taylor is a different stud. But having Derrick Henry or like you having Aaron Jones, without those, we wouldn't be where we are and being successful right now. Yeah, that's facts. Ant, what do you think about a zero RB strategy? You know, I was talking about this with Martin. Like, you know, I, I try to analyze every draft. I go back and, and look at it and try to say, how could have I predicted something different or uh, gone another route? And, you know, there's not too many guys you'd be satisfied with putting a lot of capital in. I mean, uh, you know, even CMC went down, but every, almost every guy had his struggles. Hey, Armand, you know, I've been thinking about, I talked to Martin about this where I was like, you know what? A lot of the top running backs aren't performing. It feels like you can count on running back or wide receivers a lot more. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I'm the type that picks up the handcuffs and holds on to them. And so I think of it more as an offense and whether their offense is supporting a good RB. So, you know, Dalvin Cook is, is an example. I obviously paid a lot for him at the draft and he went down. The next week I put in Madison, who I also drafted, and he was one of my top scorers. So, you know, I think of it a lot more offense by offense. And, um, you know, and I think, so I'm I'm primed on Chuba. I actually drafted him and then felt bad for Martin and dropped him earlier in the season. Uh, and luckily Martin was smart enough to pick him up. So we'll see how that goes. But I I'm mean, that's my, for just my for opinion. Feeling bad for the commission. Come on now. <laughs> but my opinion about Jonathan Taylor and Hines is just, Right now, they're on one of the worst teams in the NFL, yeah. so uh, I'm not high on either of them until Wentz gets his act together. But about you, Fernando, what are you feeling like? I, I, I like Hines because I felt like he could be a James White type of guy. What are your thoughts on the whole Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines? Yeah, I was going to piggyback on Armin, too, off what he said about Madison, because I was reading a, um, like on the news in a report on Yahoo, they talked about Madison's one of the best handcuff uh, backup running backs in the in the fantasy, so I drafted him this year because I know Cook is, doesn't stay healthy, and when when Madison does play, he does get about twenty to twenty five points a game. So I'm kind of excited about that. And Hines, I think he is he is um, the next uh, White, so because he does get a lot of balls off the back, and also garbage time too. So I know if they're they're trailing, they can always dump it to him, and he'll always get to your point every catch and. Two, two yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, yeah, he'll he'll be able to do that. So that's, that's, that's a good that's a good move on the arm, man. Love it. All right, Zach is the lone 0-1-3 team getting smashed by Dirty Mike, who got his first A-League win. You guys, the top six quarterbacks in order of points is Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. I know the strategies to try to get a quarterback that can actually run because of the low floor, but are we overvaluing these running QBs? And a lot of these top six ones, they don't run that much. Uh, I mean, did Dak Prescott miss that list? Did he come I just in pulled it for, for okay. three, three, pull three games. So this is okay. most of the up-to-date one. No, I mean, I, 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 a lot of these quarterbacks run. I mean, 
some of those guys in that list run. Um, it, 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 you could still get away with not it like a Brady, um, you know, but there's not too many guys like Brady. Most of the guys, you know, Stafford's in the MVP uh, race as well. Um, but but I, I still like uh, that that super boom quarterback possibility when you can run for that and you can get that and you know that's how you win matchups is you have a guy that just goes off. Yeah. Armand? Yeah, I I don't think you need a running quarterback. Am I? I mean, I think that it's. I mean, these guys are going out and throwing five touchdowns a game. Yes, <laughs> That's where you get your points, you know. Rushing, unless they hit 100 yards, it's really all about the touchdowns, too. So I think what you want is someone who's going to get those red zone rushes or someone who's just going to throw, you know, a bunch of balls to Devontae Adams or whatnot. Uh, so I, I'm just looking at, you know, raw, raw touchdowns, basically. John, I think you might have drafted the league winner when you got Hurts. How you feeling about all these running QBs? Is it overrated or you're just like, no, give me that running QB. You know, Steve, I, I saw you look at the top six, but what you didn't look at was <laughs> number seven through 12. Okay, where you have my quarterback at seven, it hurts. You have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold, Danny Dimes. So they might not be on top, but they're covering the bottom half of the top 12, which are all starters except for Danny Dimes in our league. So I think the upside is there um, when you look at where they're at. These other guys are great quarterbacks who are in front of them. You know, you look on to next year and these guys are going to be top six, not the other guys. So I think that for me, it's all about the rushing quarterback. And like Anthony said, the upside and how about the floor? These guys could throw no touchdowns and still put up 15 points. I think you can't replace that. Sure. Yeah, good point on the floor. The, the rushing does give you that floor. You know, if you have a guy like Garoppolo who gives you a shitty game, uh, you really get nothing out of it. And then, you know, on top of that, the upside with the cheat code. So, yeah. Kyler's a lot of fun to watch. And I don't see Carr, Cousins. Stafford's definitely probably going to be up there. But, yeah, I can. John, don't let, hey, don't I was let losing. stats get in. Hurts only had good. two points. What's Hurts that? only had two points. I was, gonna, I was worried. Losing to you, Hurts had two points going into halftime. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? But because he could run and make some stuff happen, he ended up scoring 24, and I think that shows right there. Fernando, what you got for this topic? Fernando, you still there? Oh, that, yeah, sorry. I was, I was on. No, I was on. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, was on, I was on mute. Sorry about that. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. For the top six quarterbacks, I did. I actually have two of the top six quarterbacks. I have a... I have uh, Tom Brady and also um, I have Derek Carr from the Raiders. So they've been um, they've been doing really well. I have not yet to play Derek Carr, but um, I've been playing Tom Brady majority because he's the GOAT, so I got to keep him in every week. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Okay, let's go on to the next topic. We got John, the waiver wire. I kind of looked at it, and I think this is the biggest move, unless you guys got something that you want, you want to mention. But John gets the biggest waiver wire pick grabbing Josh Gordon for $15. All right, guys, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident do you feel that Josh Gordon will actually have a fantasy impact? Fernando, kick it off. Uh, I think I think he'll have I think he'll be a 10 for me cuz I actually paid $15 well. for him as well on the B league. And so um, I I think he's going to be a sleeper. I, I initially don't really need him, but I just picked him up just in case no one else picked him up. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep him on my bench because I really do have a good, good receiving core. But if does, someone does get injured, then I'll plug and pay. So. Armand, give us a grade. 
That's like an F. Josh Gordon's never, <laughs> never going to play, dude. You don't think so, Arvid? Happens. It's like the same time every season. It's always like not the, not right at the beginning. It's like a few games in. Suddenly there's some, you know, chatter that he's going to sign or play, and then he fails a drug test or whatever. So I didn't even know this. I didn't even see it. I was just looking at the news. Kansas says he doesn't need any wide receivers anyways. They're fine he's, there. He is on a good squad. So if he's got yeah. found a good spot to land in. Ant, what are you feeling about Josh Gordon? On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to go with an F as well. <laughs> right. I mean, how many times are we going to play the Josh Gordon game? Uh, I just, I mean, this is the same thing every year. Uh, I, it, even on his last time he, he was on the field, he didn't really pass the eyeball test. He didn't have, have, have it like he used to. So I, I'm going to go with an F. John, this can't be good news for you. I put in a bid. I only put in $3 or so, but you ended up getting them. Come on, tell them why Josh Gordon's going to blow up this year. He's going to be irreplaceable on the Chiefs this year, okay? Because Kelsey and Tyreek cannot get open, okay? Not, not enough. You can't throw it to just two guys on the field. We've already seen that it hasn't worked. They don't have a running back that can hold the team. Their offensive line shaky their defense is terrible they need somebody else for Patrick Mahomes to throw to that the defense can't cover three semi-elite people they have two elite but you know we'll see how he, he fares because McCall Hardman Pringle and Robinson aren't cutting it you know they're just not they're either dropping the ball or they're they're not playing consistently and I think that that's why they need somebody like him and I think someone like Patrick Mahomes will make him better a lot like Tom Brady made Antonio Brown get back to that level. A couple of points for that. Armand, Ant, you want to change your opinion on this? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> point just for I, I don't even think he'll note. beat the practice squad. <laughs> you Armand? Think so? and, and you... I agree. <laughs> Go ahead, Fernando. Sorry, cut you off. Hey, Steve, no, it's good. Hey, no, because the only thing is, yeah, he has not been playing, so he's always suspended, but he's healthy. So you need, he's a good, healthy receiver. And, you know, you, you have to go back what he did in Cleveland. Yeah, he didn't really do too good in Seattle, but, but yeah, but it's just, I think the system fits him very well. And but that was, a like a <laughs> that was like a decade. That was a decade ago. I had him a decade ago, too, to win the, to win the, to win the league, the B League, man. So that's why I picked him up. I said, oh, he's there. I was like, okay. One, one, for, the, one for the homie, I'll pick him yeah, up. Yeah, one for the OGs. All right, it's 2021. Just let him smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, back then, he wasn't allowed. <laughs> That's what I said. We're good. All right. Now, that is it for round one. We Let's give an update to all the scores out there. We've got John just bringing the heat. I'm loving all the stats and just really fact-checking me a bit. He's in the lead with 25 points. We got Ant in second with 19, and then Fernando with 16, coming hot with the Josh Gordon topics, and then Armand with 15. But let's take a quick break. Our, uh, Fernando, give us What's the B-League update. All right. So the B-League was... Here's a wrap-up. So Trey Area, my team, Fernando, defeated Trey Area team, Ravi. <laughs> here comes okay, the Trey Areas. And then EDBBNB. Grace, are you there? Yes, I'm here. She oh, tell him how I, well I did. <laughs> she defeated Alvin's team, of course. also known as Alvin. And then uh, Protect This House Men defeated former A-leaguer Mike. Trey Area, Jason, defeated Who the Fuck is Trey, Daryl's team. <laughs> the Area of Trey, Aaron, defeated the Trill Trey Area, Brett. Oh, <laughs> Orange Crush, Maya, defeated Revenge Tour, Danny. 
Jimmy and the Twins, JC, defeated Just Incredible, Sonny. And for the game of the week, JC had the highest score, 162-12. It moved from 13th to, 17th, uh, to the 7th spot. And we still have four undefeated teams in this in this division. Wow. So we have uh, Grace is undefeated. Hi. Mayo is undefeated. Myself and Jason. So, um, yeah, that's... And there's about seven moves today. Uh, the most spent money was JC. He spent uh, $34 on Dawson Knox. Uh, Daryl spent $23 on Deshaun Jackson. Um, uh, Min spent $25 on Tyler Coughlin. Uh, I think he did that because he's playing against me. And also, uh, he has Everett, who got uh, COVID, the COVID uh, on the COVID um, list. So I think that's why he picked them up for $25. And myself, I spent $15 on Josh Gordon. So, um, like I said, scare money don't make money. And that's that's it for that one. The wrap up. It, it seems it seems like Grace always starts the uh, B League off three zero. Is that is that true, Grace? That's right. I've been dominating this league forever. Martin's too scared to bring me up into the A League because I don't want to embarrass. You know, the B League they're just boys. But when I get to the A League, I'm going to be embarrassing men. I just don't want to do that. Martin just just doesn't want to do that. So I've been stuck here in the B League, but I'm always starting hot and I'm always dominating this league. Thanks for asking me. All right. And you know who does pretty well too? Your cousin Mayo. Mayo's pretty. He pretty. He knows this stuff too, man. In fantasy, so I'm I'm always proud of him. Like every time I play against him, I'm like, oh man, I'm like at the cuff of making the playoff. I'm like, yeah, I need to win this game. If not, I might like one game can change the the scenario. So I love it. Well, thanks for the all the tray area updates. Yeah, keep, okay. keep them coming. <laughs> all right, we got some housekeeping to do that Martin wanted us to cover. So if you want the $5 bonus waiver. All you got to do is text Martin a screenshot that you're actually subscribed to the podcast and he's going to give you $5 of waiver money, free $5. I know all of us here are subscribed. I know Ant and I, come on, do this podcast and then listen to it again. Content <laughs> Just creators. To, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that all you got to do is text him a screenshot that you are subscribed to the podcast and you're going to get an extra $5. And the other house cleaning, I did win the best team name. So thank you guys very much. I'm very honored for that. I voted for you, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I voted for you too, Steve, but I didn't send in my vote, but I did. <laughs> okay. That doesn't count. <laughs> well, I, I still voted for you though. All right. I appreciate you. Job, All right, Ant. Well, we got a special segment now. Ant's going to give you the tip of the week. Ant, take it off. You want some music? What do you want? Yeah. Give me some intro. Okay. Give me some intro. Okay. All right. I got you. I got you. All right, Ant's tip of the week. Every week, I'm going to give you a little uh, little tidbit to, you know, if you want to go a little bit extra to put into the fantasy. I know we stare at our lineups a thousand times over and over again and just try to uh, carve out little little things here and there. So here's one of them. So uh, this is about trading. So let's say we're in week four right now, and uh, you have a guy you want to trade. Let's say Cooper Cup. And his bye week is the eighth week. So the tip would be to find the person that you're playing in the eighth week and trade Cooper Cup to that person. If you traded Cooper Cup to a guy that you play in week one, then you would never play that guy. You wouldn't get that little edge on that. So hope you understood that tip of like the it. week. I like it. I like it. Good tip. Yeah. I'm not trading Cooper Cup, though. <laughs> would you uh would you trade him for DeAndre Hopkins or Calvin Ridley? 
Ooh. I don't think I would. I don't know how you guys feel. That's a great topic to talk about. But I don't think I would. But it's, how's Calvin really doing it? I mean, I think he's a buy low, but I, you know, he's gonna get the market share. You know, I think Matthew Stafford is hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah, that's the two. That he's, team he's is blowing up. That team is legit. And then Cup and Stafford got a connection that I don't think I would. I I think Cooper can finish easily top three. Would you trade him for Diggs? No, mm. I don't think so. I think I'd go Diggs. Really? No, I think I, I think maybe Hopkins, but no. Mm-hmm. Hey, you have you guys sounds like you have three good receivers. Who me? Yeah. Yeah, Rondell Moore, you know, he 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 doesn't really get uh the, a lot of snaps. He's still the fourth receiver, so he's gonna be a little bumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he kind of gave me a little dud right there. You should you should have picked up Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, he still hasn't fixed his grade. All right. He's, he's giving him that. Uh, all right, guys. Let's get into the favorite segment of the week, into this week's matchup, and we'll make some predictions. I don't know if you guys heard that dumb grumble. Oh, there you go. All right. Let's get back to this. Let's get the music again. Boom. All right. Let's start off with the premier matchups of this week. All right. We got two 3-0 teams vying to go Four and zero. Who do you guys have more confidence in? We got John, the rookie, who's here right now, putting up the most points in this game. He's going up against one and two, Jeff Wu. We got Henry versus Saquon Barkley, and then we got Dougie Doug going against Dirty Mike Mahomes versus Brady. Armand, if you had to pick, which one do you feel like is gonna go four and zero? Definitely John. I mean, Henry is gonna be the top RB almost certainly and you know the Rogers Adams connection is back after week one and we already talked about Hertz I'm not super high on Jonathan Taylor but if that's his you know he'll, he'll put up some points uh, so I, I feel like his team is as solid as when he stepped out of the draft and he hasn't had any major injuries or, or slowdown yet so and you know John starting off with Henry, especially with him getting this kind of uh, receiving workload, just starts off with a huge advantage just off that. And he's got superstars there. But I tell you what, I I think I really like Jeff's team. Uh, You know, we talked about the lack of uh, running backs really being satisfied. He does have three stellar running backs. I mean, Antonio uh, Gibson, uh, David Montgomery, and Saquon Barkley. I think those are about as solid as you you should get. And he's running those guys out there. I think Allen Robinson's due for for a touchdown. I don't think uh, the Bears are going to get shut down like they did last week, every week. So um, if anybody could beat him, I think Jeff Jeff has a strong chance. All right, but you're still not confident. You're not putting, I, you're I not putting any money John, on Jeff. I, I have to get John being the favorite in this one, but I, 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 as an underdog picker, you know what? I'll, I'll go Jeff. All right. John? You know what? I, I think I have a tough matchup this week. I actually think um, Doug is going to fall. Uh, because I think Mike's team has a lot of steam, and he's got some good players on his team, and I think he has a tougher matchup. But um, I, th- I think I'm going to pull this out uh, as long as Taylor stays healthy, and I got a couple um, couple IDPs that are that are questionable too. But if everybody stays healthy, I would I would have to give it to myself, and I would have to say that Doug is going to fall to Dirty and Mike and the voices. Fernando. What do you got? I know you can't see the matchups here, but give us your best pick. <laughs> uh, for between John and Jeff, I got to yeah. go with John. Not because he picked up Josh Gordon, but I think yeah, the way you guys are talking about 
I, I think he does have a lineup and the situation that uh, San Juan, he's not happy in New York. So I was, I was, I was reading a report that Niners should trade for San Juan, but mm. I know we don't have any draft picks, but if San Juan gets out of that situation, because he did not pick up his fifth year option and he's not happy there and he's just coming off an, an injury from last year. So I, I, I try to stay away from San Juan and, uh, I think John, the way it sounds like his team, uh, and he's 3-0 for a reason, so I think he'll win that one. In between Dirty Mike, I got to give it Dirty Mike, just because I like him. Ooh, okay. I know, I, I kind of want to stay away from Barkley, too, during the draft. Although, all signs point to he might be healthy this year. All right, from first to worst, we have, from the first matchups, we have Zach, who has the lowest points in the league going up against by week Ed. Zach Scott Camara and Josh Jacobs, but his running, but his wide receivers are Juju, who's on the bench, and always hurt Will Fuller, and Robert Woods, who's had a very disappointing start. All right, gun to your head. Better go into the season with a tier one wide receiver or a tier one running back. And lastly, who you got in this matchup, John? I'm gonna have to go with the bye week Ed. I mean, you know. He's got a lot of cues on, on over on the other side. So, you know, to, to be having people who underproduce and having people hurt, especially Lamar Jackson, you got Mooney, you got Jacobs, they're all hurt. So if they don't play, it could be very, and he's got Juju on the bench. This could be, you know, Fuller on the bench. This could be devastating for his team if he goes with this lineup. Um, I'm going to have to go with that. Yeah. And, and I would have to say, you got to go, you got to go RB1. You can, oh uh, yeah. There, there's only one position on each team for the running back at any given time. You got three wide receivers on the field, um, and most teams pass a little bit more than they run. So I would, I would have to say, Armon, I'm in agreement about needing an RB one for sure. I think there's also always some wide receivers that just pop up on the waiver wire um, <clears throat> pretty early in the season, <clears throat> like Emmanuel Sanders this year or. Um, I mean, Mooney might be one of those people, though he's injured again. There's a there's a, a bunch. And running backs, I don't think the same thing happens because you should be picking up your handcuffs. So. Anyhow, I don't think Zach's going to win this week. Sorry, Zach. I just, I mean, Ed's team is pretty solid with yeah. Cooper's been playing not too bad, though. Last game wasn't amazing, but Mixon and Herbert doing okay. Diggs is due, uh, so I think he'll kind of, have a, a solid game and easily Mooney Jacobs just not gonna, gonna do it. And help out Zach here. He's about to go 0 4. We all think he's probably gonna go 0 4. Sorry, Beasley, Mooney, Woods. Oh my goodness. Besides Kamara and Jacobs, he's really got, I mean, he's got Waller and Jackson, but his wide receivers. I mean, I find wide receivers to be very dependable, but like, he needs some help. Help him out. You know, it's not his wide receiver's biggest problem. It's his RB2. Uh, he's been getting no production out of his RB2. Um, if, if he gets Jacobs back in there for the Monday night, that would be nice. He could definitely fall in the end zone for two touchdowns. But he's been banged up a little bit. Um, I, I, I still think Robert Woods is, is going to be Robert Woods. He's one of the most consistent uh, receivers over the last five years. Um, he hasn't got all those touchdowns, but... Um, I, he, you know, being in that offense with Stafford, uh, he's gonna get his. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that. But he, he hasn't got much production. So, so uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think his team's in trouble. Darren Waller could be a huge different maker from, from the tight end position. Um, so he hasn't blown up the last two weeks. But he, 
he will. And Lamar, of course, is a cheat code. So um, I, I think Zach's going to put up a good fight against this one. Uh, Ed does have a very strong team. DeAndre Swift, I would consider in the RB1 category. And um, uh, Diggs and Cooper is very solid. And Herbert's been solid as well. So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and get Zach's first win right here. Oh, wow. Okay. The You know, Ed has Drake. So... If Jacob doesn't go and has his backup ready to go. Well, it's going to be Peyton team. Barber. That's just oh, the yeah? thing. They're yeah. both going to lose out there. Fernando? You know, go ahead. And, what's going on? Yeah, what's up? Fernando, what's up, I know you can't see the, the teams here, so it's a little bit harder for you to pick. But if you don't, if you're not getting any RB production on your squad, what are your thoughts on, like, what is your strategy moving forward? The trade, pick waiver wire, go crazy. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably go on the waiver wire because trade, if because uh, people are less likely to trade when you get late in the season from like week six to eight. I noticed that in the B League. And um, I think, yeah, you just have to go heavy on the receivers because you just have to make sure that the receivers you're picking up waiver that can carry what a RB1 can do, like about 25 points to 30 points. But I think, like, I was looking at overhearing the team that uh, Zach had. It's, it sounds promising, you know, like, as Ant was saying about Robert Woods. Yeah, Robert Woods was a stud when he was in Buffalo. Yeah, he, he slowly transitioned to the Rams. But I think he will get production because, yeah, maybe Stafford has that connection with, like, Big B and Cooper Cup and other other players. Maybe he doesn't have that relationship, that one-on-one. -on -one. He has to spend time. But eventually he'll be more in the play action because – they're going to start zoning, playing man, like play, moving linebackers. And then Robert Woods, he, he's always been consistent. So. And what were you saying? Yeah, I, Steve, you ever watch the Raider games? No. <laughs> Unless they're on like the primetime Raiders. Yeah, yeah they're, they're I, I mean, every single Raider game comes down to the fourth quarter, probably going to go to overtime, probably going to be some kind of shenanigans. I mean, I was watching that one last week, and it seemed like every week as it went but last week i had a bet on miami and i needed a uh, plus three and a half and they were scaring the shit out of me going back and forth it was the most stressful thing i ever freaking watched in my life <laughs> and then turned out that the raiders only won by three and i won by the half point but uh me and martin were sweating that one out and you're a raider fan Nah, but you know we all got problems <laughs> if you are <laughs> he just likes watching the drama that's all <laughs> you know, they, they seem to always get the short end of the stick, too, you know. But for some reason, now that they're in Vegas, they, they got <laughs> the other side of the stick. Now they're 3-0, and you know. Ever yeah. since that tuck rule where they just made up a rule in the middle of the game that no one's ever heard of in their life, it, it, it's just been kind of a little, they've been getting kind of a little shorted from the refs. John, your take. Uh, the Immaculate Conception. There's a handful <laughs> That, that have happened to the Raiders, you know? And what is it like to be 3-0? I don't know, the last time it happened, I was like 16 years old. So, it's a great feeling. Anthony, you've seen the games, the drama is definitely going our way for once. Uh, I hope we can just keep it up against the Chargers Monday night. You're gonna watch that game, Steve. You said prime time, it's gonna prime be a time. good one. yes sir. Love it. Armand, you got anything to add on this? Uh, I'm excited to watch Vegas. Uh, get crushed on Monday night. It's going to happen. That's all nice. I smell a waiver bet coming, Armand. Oh, oh, big bet on that for sure. Dang. I'll Armin give you uh, what's, what's Vegas' spread. It's big uh, pick em. Yeah. Pick them. It's close. San Diego. They're playing San yeah. Diego, right? 
Yeah, the place San Diego. Herbert is close. They're both right there. I'd, I'd, I'd give a touchdown. Oh, we'll take it then. I'll take it. Sure. All right. All right. Let's here, do it. Here first. How much are we, how much are we betting? Say 10? Sure. Ten. Ten. Wow. I don't ten. Ten. Well, got much left, so yeah, let's go 10. $10. 10. Let's go 10. All right. All right. Armand's got Raiders by seven and a half? No, no, no. Seven. no, no, no. Minus seven. Yes. Minus okay. Eight. Yeah. All right. Let's put it in. All right, Mark, this for you. All right, guys, let's end with this. I think we covered most of the matchups, but look, he's my brother. He's the commish. He's not feeling good. He's got the fantasy blues. Let's see if we can write him a note, words of encouragement, whatever you guys can I, I have a with. note. I have a note written for Martin here. Oh, okay. Martin, when times get tough, don't worry. You can always bounce back and make the playoffs. If not, there's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> Armand, you got something to say to your longtime friend? I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't have the blues if I were him. He lost CMC, and that made him lose last week, which I'm happy about. Though I also was the top scorer, so you know. But he's got Hubbard, and OBJ is is trending upwards. Fournette as well, or you know, at least for some amount of time. And he's still got Kyler Murray, top scorer in the league. So I, you know, I think he's got a solid team. Uh, I picked him this week. I think uh, I'm I'm not super high on Ceh or Gaskin or. Uh, even Jefferson hasn't been. Well, I mean, he was good last week, but not the, the two weeks before that. So it's kind of, uh, I think he'll be fine. And that's what I was going to say. He's, how's, how do you think Martin's going to fare against Ken's pair of disappointing running backs, CEH and Miles Gaskin? And give him some words so he, he'll get some happiness. Boy, dear Martin, smile. even the sun shines on a dog's ass sometimes. <laughs> No, I mean, like, uh, like, uh, was it Armand was saying? I mean, he does have Kyler Murray, the top scorer in the league. Uh, he is the cheat code. Um, you know, we talked about the waiver wire. Uh, you guys, Josh Gordon, which is, you know, what, whatever. But really, the, the 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 pick was the beat the waiver wire pick by Martin, who did pick up uh, Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, whatever his name is. And you know, he did look. He did pass the eyeball test to me. He did get the workload. He looked way better than Sermon did. So that was very, very good to have. He did pick up OBJ. He did look spry as well. And so he's still in first place. I mean, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I mean, let's keep on rolling. The fantasy gods are a fickle bunch, uh, but let's just keep grinding and, and, and roll with it. All right, Martin, there you go. Fernando, come on, give him some sweetness. Just say knife bar. What did you say? Knife bar. That's a Burmese. Whoa. Thing. Be happy. Knife bar? Are you trying to speak some Burmese? Yes. Yeah, so you know, just cheer him up in Burmese, you know, because I can't say. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like the attempt. I had no idea what you said, but I like the attempt. All right. No, but Martin, just, just put, a, put that phone upside down, brother. Okay. Yeah, Martin, you're going to be fine. Ken doesn't have. You know, Ken's got some holes in his team, and I think you'll fare well. I think Chuba, Chuba, Hubbard, whatever his name is, you know, I think he should come through. I think Fournette's, uh, you know, Ronald Jones is probably in the doghouse, so Fournette should have a good game against the Patriots this weekend. So I'm going to pick you, Martin, and then once he becomes 3-1, and one, he's going to come back on this podcast and be extremely happy. All right, guys, 
closing thoughts. Armand, closing thoughts. Anything I missed? Uh, just excited for another week. It's been an exciting season so far. So just uh, hoping to get my second win and, might I say, against uh, our podcast host here. So sorry, Steve, you're going, you're going to lose two in a row. But these things happen. All right. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe another waiver wire, maybe waiver, waiver bit, huh? Our one. <laughs> uh, I already made a tie. I, I'll, yeah. Not, not, not two and one. <laughs> what about you, Ant? Anything I missed? You want to close the dots? Um, Steve, would you trade Elijah Mitchell for Trey Sermon straight up? No, Ooh. I would not. I mean, you get to keep Sermon. That's true. He was drafted but, higher. So I was a little game. bit worried about his snap count. To be honest with you, one game got the touchdown. He got the touchdown. It's not a bad move if you think that you paid that money for somebody who you're not getting value for to put it in the next year. That's true too. It's true. Or add, or add some waiver money in it. I think it's interesting, Steve. I think it's it. straight up. I think it's interesting. Fernando, any closing thoughts? Uh, closing thoughts, but uh, the only thing I can say is it's gonna be a great week for B League, and uh, and then I have one I have one player of Brett beating Daryl this week. So I think Daryl, uh, who the fuck is Trace, is still going to be uh, winless this week. So look out for that game. Calling him out. All right. John, you got the top score of the week. So close it out, my friend. You got the final words. I want to thank you to Martin for making all of this happen. The fact that we have a podcast, Steve, for doing this. Anthony for being a great co-host. Uh, I really enjoy being in the league this year. Looking forward to this week being 4-0. Uh, I'll see you guys next time.